This is episode 8 of the Unlimited Potential podcast with Gerard and Rowan Deckers. With today, we're talking about empathy. Yes, empathy and sympathy and apathy and, and antipathy. <laughs> antipathy, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we, we teased it in the last episode that we were going to talk about uh, the, the, the pathos theory, yes. I guess you can call it. Yes. Right? Um, and today's the day. Today, we're talking about it. It's, it's very early. It's 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. in the morning here yes, in lovely in Eindhoven. And um, we're, we're, we're fired up. We were thinking, I, I just want to mention that because it's like a little fun look behind the scenes. We were thinking about, we were talking about it yesterday because we have a super full schedule today. Everything like, okay, we, sh we still need to uh, like record the podcast. Are we, are we going to report? Yes, we're going to. We have to somehow make it work. So we're like, we're going to just get up extra early and we're going to yes. get here early in the morning, record a podcast before we have to do all the other things. And now, uh, now we're here. And it's fun. It's fun to start again. And we have some interesting data you told me about. And we, yes, we, we want to enlighten you guys on why we want to talk about empathy today and what is the impact of empathy on everything we do. Uh, so we have some fun statistics for you to show a little bit what the importance is of empathy. Yes, we have that, and uh, the reason why we um, why we do empathy uh, today is that in several podcasts before we um, we found ourselves in the area area of emotions and empathy while covering a topic. Yeah, multiple times we've come. Yes, we've, multiple times we, we kind of ended up on the, I, the the subject of empathy, and they were like, we just need to. Dedicate an entire podcast. To yes, it. and why are we doing this, Rowan? Um, well, obviously, most people who interact with other people, they, at some moment in time, they find themselves being angry, upset, sad, emotional, and then something happens in their brain. Um, why the interaction is not going um, in the direction they want it to yeah. go to. Yeah. Um, and and then because we talk a lot about mental stuff, about what your brain does and how the processes work. Yeah. So um, we need to understand why um, the understanding of how emotions work and what they do in interaction with other people. Yeah. What the how do how does it work, and and why is it sometimes working against you? And why is it sometimes working for you? And how can you get like control over that? I don't want to say control because it's not yeah, something. I know. I know. It's it's not something you want to manipulate in a way, but mm. you want to you want to know how it works so you can anticipate on it and you can understand it and you. So it's it's more like um, um, your behavior around it becomes controlled. Yes. Yes, and um, exactly, and um, and your behavior sometimes is being triggered by things you you make up in your mind. You have an, a plan or a strategy, and that that's all prefrontal cortex, all brain mm -hmm. stuff, brain uh, stuff. Yes, and um, logic thinking. Yeah, yeah rational, rational logic thinking, planning. Um, well, y you have control if you have. An ounce of discipline, you can you can just you know, like go forward um, and and, and uh, create whatever you 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 like in life. But when emotions come into the equation, it becomes much more difficult. And yeah. and I know a lot of 
a lot of listeners of us must recognize this so that you that you set your mind to do something and at, at some moment of time you just can't anymore because emotions are in the way are i don't think everybody will make that realization immediately that it's because of emotions though i don't think like in the moment everybody's like ah, i'm mm. just getting emotional you're just mm. experiencing the emotion most people are just experiencing the emotions and they honestly think this is just not possible and i can't do it and but that's that's so funny because it's such a 180 opposite of what your prefrontal cortex does because your prefrontal cortex kind of tells you everything's possible and um your when you're in your emotional in your amygdala nucleus when you're in that part of your brain and your emotions are going it creates the exact opposite mm. yeah yeah it definitely does and and the um most most of us are just not really aware of where the obstructions are yeah so where there is an obstruction in your in your process to achieve something that makes you happy and you just don't really know where the where the thorn is yeah. where the problem is um of and then and therefore the reason why something is not going in in a way you want it to go to so um let let me give me a little bit context on what the impact is on empathy on for example work life and, yeah we, and, we found we found some information then, yeah. on work life specifically yeah yeah so and, and all related obviously to mental health yeah yeah so before before we say this we, we know it's it's work life but in the end we do believe that work life and personal life are very much tied and yes you can separate work and private but it doesn't change you as a person you're still the same person if you're very different in your work life versus your personal life it always means that in one or the other you're being less yourself so there's still one you so th this is still definitely even if you're want to want to listen to the podcast more from a personal perspective um still taking this this data and uh, and, and you can still use it yeah it what helps. We, yeah exactly and what we what we used we use data from researchers um done after the pandemic, during and after the pandemic, because yeah. it had an enormous impact on how people perceive their own reality um, and how they um, um, how they perceive also their own mental health. Yeah, and just just give. I'm I'm just going to um, to read out loud some some of the statistics done by um, Qualtrics. It's a, it's a global study. And he found, for example, that 42% of people have experienced a decline in mental health. 42%. Specifically... F throughout the pandemic or... Yeah, throughout the pandemic and also after the pandemic. Yeah. So people are... Well, that's my conclusion. A little bit stuck in the, in the experience of a lesser mental health during the pandemic. Yeah. So they're not just they are not recovered yet, in my opinion. And sixty-seven percent of people are experiencing increase in stress. And fifty-seven have increased anxiety. Fifty-four emotional exhaustion. Fifty-three people are sad. Fifty percent irritable. Twenty-eight percent having trouble concentrating. Twenty percent are taking longer to finish tasks. For example, um, even 50% have trouble 
thinking rationally, and 12% are challenged to juggle their own responsibilities. So you see here in these statistics that that there is a lot of um, a lot of um, mental health issues and and the state where people are in it is a mindset. So they are they are in a mindset which is definitely different from, for example, before. And they have a, it's clear. Well, I'm not a researcher, but I I think we can safely conclude that people are having a lot of trouble getting out of a certain mindset so to say that we got throughout covid yes um, throughout the pandemic because a lot of these things are pretty um how do, how do i say it explainable mm. in a situation like the pandemic uh, you, we all go yes, into yes, a more that's, that's a very good sur- nuance a survival kind of state because we're in a dire state it triggers a lot of emotions because of everything that's happening all the 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 um, uh, divided opinions, yes. which obviously, if you if you haven't listened to that episode yet, it, I think two episodes back or one episode back, uh, we talked about how um, how discussions divide the world. Two, two, two episodes, episodes back. back. Yes. Uh, go go listen to that one back. It's super interesting. We talk about about exactly this kind of topic, like the discussions, big mm. discussions, and how they drive the world apart. But um, that obviously leaves an impact on your emotions, um, and if it's it. COVID was for like two and a half years or something. Mm, mm-hmm. That's like being in that state for two and a half years. Of course, you're going to get a little bit conditioned to live in a bit of a anxious, more anxious way or survival instinct kind of way. And yes, we weren't hunting deers with spears anymore, but no. it's still a kind of a survival. Yeah. If you see how people were even fighting about toilet paper, which was the, the biggest nonsense of the, of, of the last century, I think. But Yeah, maybe it's good to to just uh, talk a little bit about what happened then on the internet, on the socials, um, about everything that was like declining in their, in their, in their mental health. So, so people like rolling over each other, talking about how shitty it was. Yeah. And we covered last time in the, in the previous uh, podcast, Catastrophe. Catastrophizing, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> catastrophizing, and and we we realized there that getting attention for something, um, well, it it stimulates um, what you put emphasis on. So if you put emphasis on in your sp- in how you talk about it, how you cover stuff, um, and yeah, you talk about negative things about how shitty you have it so people show them not empathy but they show sympathy sympathy yeah but when you when you feel that people are showing you sympathy like we talked about last time if people show you sympathy you're gonna think hey i'm getting sympathy when i'm expressing myself negatively yes and then people want to do that more and i think definitely during the pandemic that's something that happened a lot yes it it, that's definitely one of the things that got conditions throughout that process yes um, you see it, you, I've seen it more and more because people felt felt more miserable during the pandemic. The, the statistics show that we t- just talked about that people feel more, felt more miserable dur- during the pandemic and also after. 
Um, but it's logical that because of the age of social media, people have been sharing that on mo social media. Then they started noticing how oh, I'm getting a lot of reactions from people. Being and attention. Like, attention, being like, oh, I'm here for you. And if you ever want to talk. And, yes. Uh, um, <laughs> but it's definitely something that's lingering. Yes, and I, and I'm a lot on social media, of course, mm. and I see it. It's it's very much something that's lingering, and I, I have hated that for two years. Well, hated it. Um, something I've been watching with my own content mm. that um, I kind of refrain from sharing negative things that happen to me when I feel shitty. Not because I don't want to show the world that I also feel shitty, because I do want to do that. Because as a content creator, you want to share with the world that your life isn't perfect either, but. I started noticing that whenever I, and this sounds, this sounds really weird, but whenever I shared on my live streams um, that I felt bad, I got more money. Mm. People started giving more, like to kind of pity me. It's like pity donations. Mm -hmm. They try to like cheer you up and like, ah, oh, here, dude, have some money. Then you're, then you'll feel happier again. Mm. And I was like. Oh, this is this is not the way we got to go. Yeah, I so, immediately okay. pulled the, the brakes on that. One. I was like, okay, we're okay. never gonna share that anymore because okay. that's <laughs> that's gonna be very unhealthy for me if I keep doing that. So it wasn't only attention; it was even yes, rewarding, rewarding, kind of like sharing yeah. that you feel negative, and in a way, I get where it comes from, like rewarding people to open up. Yeah, like that's that's good, but. When there's not, and we talked about that in a previous podcast as well, when there's not a strategic element behind it, how you're going to turn it around afterwards, mm. it's it's going to be, a, you're just going to condition someone to be rewarded when they share negative news. Yeah, so so it's, it's, it's very obvious here that there is a difference between sympathy and empathy. Um, and when you express sympathy, you just, yeah, well, you cry with a person. Yeah, so let's you, let's get to the, the meaning of, of the, the four pathos first and then we can dive into this. And Yes, yes, but first get a little bit, let's dive a little bit into the sympathy, uh, empathy difference within, with when you, when you have sympathy for some, somebody, you just, well, you, you roll over the emotion the person already has. So sympathy is just having a shoulder to cry on and, and it is very well let me say almost functional so it's good sometimes to show sympathy um but it doesn't really solve anything yeah um and um the way how we look at sympathy and empathy it, it's also a little bit rational so we also look at okay if you do this what is the outcome so that's what a little bit how we look at these two aspects of the Greek pathos uh, theory, um, and 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 please, we're going to cover this uh, higher. Um, we're going it to needs to, the microphone needs to point at your mouth. I've said it so many times before. Uh, so, um, so sympathy and, and and empathy are a little bit opposite, and they they have a mutual interest to to show sympathy and empathy together because they have a function. Um, and the two other uh, pathos, emotions, categories, how you can say it, are obviously apathy, where you don't show any emotion, and anti Antipathy. So where we show emotion against uh, somebody. Um, these two are also opposite, um, but they don't really have a very uh, nourishing 
um, influence on an interaction with a person. It's just a state of mind. So you can like numb, apathy, no emotion whatsoever. Obviously, it has an effect on your surroundings. Yeah. But it doesn't really, it, it, it has no, not really a use in enhancing interaction for us. Yeah, that's a that more emotionally drained state that we ex yes. that some people experience sometimes, especially after they had a very emotional day and then they have yeah, like they that just dip where they numb. Yeah, where they numb down for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And antipathy, we see this a lot in social media. So people just react for the purpose of reacting. So it's more reactful emotions. Yes. Like you see another person's emotion and your emotion responds to that. Yes, and it's just a opposite or it is a, yeah, well, most of the time an opposite emotion. It is a collision. It's yeah. a, yeah, it's, yeah, okay. Yeah, and so it's just state of mind. And obviously you need to be aware when you are in that state of mind. Um, and obviously it can be a trigger for you to do something different. But we all know from the previous podcast also that when you are in that emotional state, it is very often very difficult to get out of that state because your whole prefrontal cortex and your new brain just doesn't work anymore. No. So again here, and please uh, revisit the, the last podcast where we talk about how you can like, like snap out of it. Okay, that's... That's like apathy and antipathy. And now the main ones, the, the probably yes. the, mo the most popular ones are empathy and sympathy. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so the, the sympathy and empathy uh, levels are are very distinct. So the, the the one, the sympathy one, is is just like um, offering a shoulder to cry on. That's that's what you do, and you just yeah. go along with. I, I believe you said it earlier. It's like feeling with someone. Or feeling, um, no, it's feeling for someone and feeling with someone. Or yeah, how you, in Dutch, it's it's a super <laughs> nice way to explain it. Um, but yeah, you can more see it as sympathy is more like you are also feeling their emotion with yeah. them. Yeah. And in empathy, you are um, you are experiencing from it from afar. You're yes. seeing it, but it's not yours. Yeah. You're you're seeing you're noticing that somebody is having an emotion and you're acknowledging it. But it's you're, you're clearly separating it from yourself still. Yes, and um, the other person, however, who experiences the sympathy, really thinks that you experience the same emotion. Yeah. So they get a like a um, acknowledgement about that that you feel that emotion that it is okay to feel that emotion and and very often obviously it feels like a tension for that emotion and we yeah. know that it then very often enhances the emotion instead of diminishing the emotion yeah and like we've said before uh i think people can already make that guess right now that it's yes you will probably if somebody's being sympathetic you will feel the most like somebody understands you and yeah. But you can also already make the, the, the guess that it's not the solution. <laughs> because if somebody, if the person that's going to help you is also feeling your emotions, mm. they can't think rationally anymore either. So now you have both people being in emotions. Exactly. 
And that, who's going to come up with a solution now? Who's going to like structurally guide the, the, the conversation towards a, um, a solution? Or a, a, a outcome, a good outcome of the situation. Yeah, but this this, this is a very good remark, Roland. Um, in the beginning, when you are in a in a big emotional state, you need sympathy in the beginning. Yeah. Because, for example, when somebody says, "Okay, okay, I feel you. Okay, let's see what we can do about it," then it is like it it doesn't work. Because you first you need to you need to feel the connection with the other person before you can open up to look at a solution. So you need to feel the emotion, and you need to feel that the other person also understands uh, what you feel, and not only understand because that's a prefrontal thing, but also like really feel with you. In general, it's not very useful to already start talking towards a solution no. with somebody who's still in their emotions because they will <laughs> they they won't listen to rational thinking anyway at that point no. because they're still experiencing emotions. Yes, and here we, um, but if you dwell in that same emotion, if you keep like enhancing the emotion, or maybe even extending the emotion because you also add the same emotion to the relationship. Um, you don't, you don't arrive anywhere. You just keep no, in the same state. No, and that's state. what you see a lot. That people just kind of emphasize each other um, in their emotional state. They kind of, you see a lot of uh, people go like, um, they say, oh, "I feel so bad," and uh, because I, uh, um, it's a very stereotypical example, maybe for for younger kids, I got bullied at, at school. Mm. And then other kids are going to be like, yeah, that sucks. That's really stupid. And so that exactly. you're emphasizing yes. the yes. emotion. Yeah, you, you, you're even enhancing it. Yeah. So you, 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 like, you roll over um, the emotion and, then, and it gets bigger instead of less. So, so what here is, um, what, 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 why is um, empathy a, a good thing to know how to do empathy? So empathy is for a small part starts with sympathy yeah so and um we have a shortcut later on so you can easily remember what empathy is but like let, let me explain for a moment like real short and then i will elaborate so empathy is um feeling with the person and that you that you really understand what's going on. That's stage one. The second stage is that you show to the other person that you feel where they are, so that you show yeah, it. Yeah, and that second step is a very basic um, lesson in any social interaction. If you if you ever look up on, on any yes. platform, if you look up how to learn to listen um, properly, in a conversation, which is something we can all learn something from, I think. It's a big problem everywhere that people have a hard time listening. Uh, but one of the big tips you will see when you look up how to listen is that they say, make sure you show the other person you hear, heard what they say. Yes. And you can do that in a couple of ways. Like, for example, literally copying back what they said. Yes. If, if somebody tells you, um, I, had an, I had a horrible day at work, um, it... Our brain works very simple in that way. The only thing you got to do, and this sounds almost childish, but it works perfectly to make someone feel heard, is say, 
oh yeah, I, I can, I really understand a hard day at work. Uh, if you had a hard day at work, that that can really drain you. For yes. example, you you just make sure you repeat the the problem that they said back to them. So and then they will feel like you really understand. And then, even in that stage, in that showing stage, you you check, you check. Okay, am I am I getting this? Correctly, is, is this is this the state of mind you're in now? So that you again even ask the person to elaborate more on what they feel. Yeah. So you have the emotion, the e, the first part that you like, like you 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 feel with the person. That's one step. The second step, obviously, then is that you show that you've that you've seen and that you've felt the emotion they have. And then there is a very important third step, and that is action. So if you have built up the trust together by showing that you feel the emotion they have and that you understand the emotion they have, um, that you talk about, okay, 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 um, let me let us see what we can do about it how we can maybe make it better. Um, so these three steps, they together um, make empathy. It's called ESA, E-S-A. In English, it's ESA. In Dutch, it's uh, ETA. Yeah, so it's exactly, e. exactly. So, um, so, so, it's, so that's, that's, the, that's the big difference between sympathy and empathy. So you... Empathy is more structured. If you want to make it very flat, if you really want to want to bring it down to a to a single description, then I would say that empathy is way more structured yeah. than sympathy. It has a goal. Yeah, empathy has a goal. So, and and the goal uh, should be to to gain trust by feeling with the person, showing that you that you that you ex that you understand what's going on, and that together you look at an action on how to solve the well the shitty place they're in at that moment of time yeah but that why that's all obviously also why we get so many statistics on empathy when it comes to workplace exactly because that's um mastering empathy is one of the most important things for a boss for a leader in a company to to yes. master because a but you don't want a boss to be good at at, at sympathy if a boss can be no. can be really good at being empathetic Yes, God, you're you're gonna have an amazing company to run. Give we, me one statistic. We yeah, we have statistics. Give on me that. one on innovation, for um, example. We have. Uh, let me see. If there are only about when with innovative innovation, indeed. Okay. People, employees, are for example more inclined to share their innovation and. And and uh, yeah, well, sh like I said, share it with the boss for sixty-one percent more when yes. the boss is empathetic. In when the in relationship to to the employees. So oh, when when okay. the when the boss shows uh, empathy, and when they don't show empathy, um, I think thirteen percent. Thirteen percent. So so that's a that's a forty percent. Well, roughly like four. Almost fifty percent difference. So it's huge. So you say that when a person, when a leader 
or a team leader or a manager shows empathy, 61% of the employees are inclined to show innovative behavior in relationship to only 13% when they don't. That's huge. You know, it's it's, it's a huge 50 percent almost difference, and that's that's purely because of a, a leader showing empathy or not, and you notice it yourself. We, um, I, I I've seen that my girlfriend has worked at a place uh, in the past where there was a big lack of empathy, and um, a clear sign there is that you see a lot of people just there. They were constantly switching employees. People kept going out. People never worked there longer than a year. Everybody just kept going out. And there was such a big lack of empathy. So, okay. It doesn't last. Like if you have a boss that has no empathy, mm. and I don't know if it's if it's if they have sympathy, but it might compensate a little bit, but it won't it won't get you anywhere. Like that that's the thing. Sympathy will make it. Um, in in a workplace, I feel that sympathy will create a kind of a um, a fake image of of of, oh, fe of feeling like you can express yourself and grow yeah. from it, and that's why it kind of tricks you into thinking that you're in the right place, and then you will stay, but you won't actually make process with mm. sympathy. Yeah, so much, maybe. Well, that's what I'm thinking now. Maybe um, maybe like a collective blame me blame mode where they're in when they together just roll over each other's miserable thoughts they have at that moment of time yeah but then you'll create actually a more a, even a more unstable scenario i exactly. think than if you have just a leader that lacks empathy because they like if they lack empathy and they're more in that antipathy or uh, apathy state of mind um, you, at least you know what you're in for. You're like, okay, I'm okay. gonna go. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna yeah, yeah. go somewhere. But this this sucks. But if if your boss is in a sympathy mode, you're like I said, you kind of get tricked into thinking yeah, like, oh, they're feeling with the me. It feels good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, so exactly. you stay around there because it still feels good. But at some point, you're gonna be like, but I don't understand why I still feel so shitty. Yeah. I, I, why do I? But everybody's so nice and understanding, but I still feel so shitty. Yeah, exactly. So we think that it is because the third step is not being implemented um, when you have a work relationship. So, And, well, it, it already goes wrong earlier as well because the, the opposite side, so the other side that is showing the empathy or sympathy is way too invested. Okay. They're, they're, they're too much into your emotion already from the get-go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit the same as you... You all know I'm, I also have a psychology practice. So when you show sympathy for your clients, at the end of the day, you're drained. If you show empathy for your clients, um, and that's what I, I learned in, in, in just an early start of my career, to have empathy. So you, sh you can show the emo you, sh you can work with the emotion of the person instead of lose yourself in the emotion of the other person. You get drained. Mm -hmm. And also this is a good lesson for managers or people who are leaders um, or want to become leaders. Learn this. Learn to work with the emotion instead of that then becoming the emotion 
an employee of you feels because you can't add anything good to the equation here. Yeah. And also one of the interesting statistics is that um, in this time of inclusion where you um, where all kind of companies because all over the world people are working in in a single environment from all different kind of cultures so inclusion becomes more and more an important topic and when I, I was really I know where you're going because I've seen the statistic you're going to talk about but mm. I was actually shocked by those numbers. I I did not I I well let, to be to be to be frank I didn't think those two statistics would end that close to each other. No, if we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, but so so inclusiveness. So fifty percent of the people who have empathetic leaders feel inclusiveness, and only seventeen percent of the people who have lesser empathetic leadership around them show inclusiveness. 17% only. Only 17%? 33% feel decrease again. That's a, that's a one-third decrease. It's unbelievable. So, so, the, so, learning, so learning how to be empathetic yeah. has an enormous impact on, um, on, on the relationship you have with your employees or with the people you lead in a company. Um, and it has, we, I, I know this because uh, another show, uh, another study showed that the level of, of which you are a leader, you don't have to be the CEO to, to, uh, to, to be a good empathetic leader and to have impact on the, on the company or the, workplace you you work all levels of leadership from like middle or lower or higher all levels all levels are being impacted on uh, when you show empathetic behavior so it's not just for the upper management to show empathetic leadership and have an influence on the company no it's at all levels um and what doesn't show in this in this uh, research, but what I deeply believe in, is that you, when you show empathetic leadership for yourself, it has the same impact. So you can also show, but this is like a level 2.0 or whatever, <laughs> how you call it. It's, yeah. it's like em <clears throat> being empathetic for yourself is like, the next level thing to learn. Yeah. So all the researches we've we found and and also what we've done are are, are being well the are around the relationship with another person. But being empathetic for yourself is even as important. So um, we we see that this this that that is sometimes is being seen as like a soft skill, like a, a nice to have. In like, general, we've seen that. We, in general, we, because we, everything we do is around mental health and around uh, this kind of stuff. And we notice just that um, everybody sees 
their mental health in general and most aspects that we talk about, the catastrophizing from last episode, the having healthy discussions, the uh, empathy, sympathy, all that kind of stuff, they see it as kind of a, a second priority. Like, well, first I'll yes. first make sure this, but you need to realize this, that this behavior has an effect on the other factors, yes. on, on the first priority that you have. Yes. So that first priority that, 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 that you have um, is being highly influenced by your quote-unquote second priority thing, yes. which is the mental health stuff. Yes, and this is unbelievable interesting to see what the effect is on, for example, an organization, a company, when you, when you learn how to be an empathetic leader. And by preference, therefore, not only for other people, but also for yourself. So personal development... It's extremely important to, to get in that new space. So where, um, where you're being discarded as a person who is empathetic that maybe does not have any effect on the work-life balance, for example, and doesn't have any effect or very, very, very little effect on how effective an organization um, is being run. And, 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 Researchers are showing over and over again now in the last years that that learning how to be an empathetic leader has really, really big effect. And we're gonna we're gonna need to do it at some point. Also because of how we're switching with the work culture that we're having hmm. uh, in the Netherlands, it has been on the news for a couple of weeks already on the radio. We've heard it a couple of times. You see it everywhere. You see it happening already within companies. There is a a um, there's a shift going on globally where employees want or employers want more employees that are fitting for the company and not on a skill basis but on a personal basis and they we are going more towards a culture where we hire people that are fitting to the company and then we educate them within the company yeah, and we train the, them in the company so they get their skill level on par because exactly. we start realizing that um, skills you can learn but a person's personality to fit within a company culture or fit within a vision is is something you don't just learn someone so it got it gets more and more um, important to do that and also for teaching someone something yes. uh, a skill like that a hard skill and when we're going to focus more in the future globally yeah. on educating people internally in a company it's super important to understand and master empathy in order to train someone because you need to understand uh, well a couple of things obviously that we focus on a lot as well we, you need to understand what someone's social style is yes. what triggers them what's the thing that what's their challenge what's their um how do i deal with that how do i show my and this all has to do with empathy empathy uh, how do I show to this social style? How do I show my understanding to what their needs are yes. so I can teach them something? Because that's also a difference. A boss sometimes thinks like, oh, why do I constantly need to show them that I understand them if they're wrong? You're, it's not about who's right or wrong. If you know what drives someone, if you know what makes someone run faster, you need to use that in a way. Yes, and, and um, in the last couple of um companies where we uh, where we talked about this and, and and they chose to work with us was because we emphasize on that so we got the assignments because in 
comparison to a lot of other companies, we focused on like getting the fundament of empathy and sympathy um, covered first before they're going to learn about social styles or maybe MBTI or whatever, because then you have the fundament of human interaction and, and human connection before you're going to learn somebody how to do, for example, social styles or how to um, dive into psychological basic needs of people to, to make a better connection. But the empathy and, and sympathy um, uh, structure is, is so important to first uh, being learned and then know how it, does, how it works um, it's before a, it's you're going to learn. Well, it's not really a trick how to use and, and no, how to... Oh, because you also uh, need to refresh. It's, it's really a skill to learn. And the, and the yes. importance is so high of it. So many companies thrive because of learning this skill. Yes. The, the, I'm, I'm not going to name any names, uh, but we ha across the last 10, 20 years, uh, we've, well, especially you and now also I am I'm joining in as well. We've trained huge companies thousands of people huge yes. companies with like hundreds of people uh, yeah. uh, hundreds of employees um we've trained them year in year out for multiple years uh, on end like 10 like the the company you've trained the, the longest how long have you been there like well they use the methodology about 15 years now 15 years yes so it's it, for 15 years this is something that is integrated into their world cult uh, uh, their their work culture to make sure that the entire company just just thrives in yes and with in this mentality and it's it's super important like huge companies are starting to see this and they're starting yeah, to want to get on more. this train it's it's the the and listen i don't always agree with the big companies but if you, there's one thing that you notice in big companies is that they're inno innovative and that they see where things are lacking and where they need to ring the alarm and this is something we've been screaming for years already but that's because we're in this field so yes. we are super close to it but now also slowly bigger companies are screaming that this is going to be the thing that we need to do yes and so and it is being supported by numbers so the CFO of a company, more and more they acknowledge that putting energy into being an empathetic leader is also showing in the numbers. Not only an empathetic leader, because I know we're talking about empathetic leaders right now, yes. but also the, the, the mastering of social interactions for the, for the employees, and also in that regard, also mastering empathy as an employee is just as important. Yes. yes, the leader is the first step here. And then obviously also the management needs to learn empathy. And it's yes. very important that like higher up state, it's very important to master empathy. But also lower down the line, it's 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 very important yeah, because everybody works with exactly. people. You work together. You gotta yeah. master empathy and social styles. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That that is that is correct. In all layers of the of the company, you need to um, mm -hmm. um, you need to um, uh, implement or in integrate um, the soft skill of sympathy and em empathy. Um, and you see it not only, it's not just a nice to have. So it's getting out of the area of nice to have. It's just like, it. you just need to put em emphasis on it because it just shows in not only on numbers, like being 
like more profitable as a company, but also being more innovative as a company, being more inclusive, what is extremely important because you need to, well, not really win the war on talent, but you need to be uh, inclusive as a bigger company because and other people just don't want to work with your company anymore. And you as a company, you, you're going you to give out. yourself a super low roof of, of um, development. Mm. Like the, the roof, your ceiling where you can grow as a company will get super low if you don't master it. Exactly. Because what you'll get is the example of what I said before. If you're not empathetic, people are going to leave the statistics, the statistics show that people are more inclined to leave yes. when you're not empathetic as a leader. And if you're constantly switching your personnel, then how can you develop um, and grow your, your people? You need people to stick around for longer amount of years to grow with the company, to help the company grow. So if you're constantly switching your employees, you're going to stagnate. Yes. You're going to stagnate undeniably earlier than whenever you have uh, employees that stick around for say 10 years, 15 years. Yes. Let, let me give a last... Um, now like, we're gonna go to something actionable. Yeah. Uh, a like in work-life balance. For people who have the feeling that their leaders are more empathetic, 86% of them said that they were more inclined to meet the demands of the work. <laughs> like 86% were more inclined to meet the, um, the demands of work. Versus? Or do we have, do we have the versus? 60% um, of these, uh, the, well, the, the other side is 60%. So 60% of those who feel less empathy. So... Again, obviously, a lot of people, that's what I see in this statistic. Again, people are pretty okay committed to, to work and to see how work-life balance works. I'm actually surprised I, about this statistic because in the Netherlands is definitely, I think we're, we're pulling this average down in the Netherlands. Mm. We, we have a lot of people that make high demands and are like, well, if the company does not, is it, if they don't do things the way I like it, I'm going to leave. Like we, we don't want to yeah. adapt ourselves to a company. But apparently globally in general, we're still pretty good on that. But it's still a, well, almost, Very you can big. round it up to a 20%, which is a one in five. Yeah. One in five people Yeah, 26% different. 26. 20, oh, 26. 26% oh, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. difference. So let's round that up to 25 then. That's a one in four. One in four people yeah. in your company will... You, you can just easily say that one in four people, if you're not empathetic compared to being empathetic, one in four people will leave. Yeah, and, and don't feel... More. That, and don't feel that there is a... Um, well, that they, they don't feel that they can like manage their work-life balance. Um... um because a good work-life balance obviously leads to a better performance. And it's a hard balance, right? So if you're listening right now and you're immediately thinking, my boss, this and that, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or you are a boss and you're listening, like, but I'm doing that. Listen, it's a balance. I have also worked at a company that was amazing in how they treated their employees. They did weekly drink evenings, like Friday drinks with everybody. And we had we had like foosball tables and it was a lot of fun. We, we got free lunches every day. Like it was super nice. But what happened there is there was still got a little bit of 
this balance because it started becoming um, almost like a like a like a down payment. Mm. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we're doing these nice things for you, so now yeah. you have to do yeah. this for us. Exactly. Now you have to take these rules yes. and not complain about it. Like, yes. we got a couple of rules where I was like, okay, I think this is kind of weird that we have that, and I don't really agree with it. Like, what? But you have it so nice here. Yeah, we yeah, do yeah. so many nice things. That's so then it kind of nudges back to that sympathy kind of way because they're playing into the, uh, into the emotion, and it's like... It, it, there, the balance is off. So the, you're, exactly. the fact that you're doing nice things doesn't immediately m make you a good empathetic leader, for example. No, and, and, and obviously we know that empathy should come from the heart, should be really like you really, you really must want to dive into the emotion of the other person. When it is a trick, when it is a method, when it feels like a method, obviously it doesn't work. So you need to be very authentic when you show em empathy yeah, so people, so people let us the people mistake that a lot right because mm. i um a lot of people feel like if you're a good if you really care for me you feel sympathy and you feel the emotion with me but listen it's it's so much the other way around i have been a very very emotionally uh um sensitive person my entire life but luckily because i raised in a family where we were cautious about that or well we were aware of that i trained a lot so i can control it pretty well mm. um but most of the time you want to learn empathy because you care exactly. not because you don't care you don't you don't try to keep yourself out of the emotion because you don't care. You try to keep yourself out of the emotion because you care a lot. Exactly. Because you know if you don't get into that emotion yourself too much, you can help someone better. You can mean more to that person. You yeah, can make sure a, that that they get the, the, the good solution they deserve. Yeah, and the interesting part also coming from that research is that empathy creates empathy. So it is yeah. like a inked blot. So it is it, it it spreads. So when you start with it, empathy, showing em empathy, it it creates empathy in other people. Yeah. So let's let's recap, uh, Rowan. Uh, for a quick a recap, and we're gonna we can obviously summarize it back down to a nice uh, assignment, so to say. Yeah. I'm gonna put a nice um, because Spotify has a new feature. I didn't even think I told you before, mm. but you can now uh, put a question. And you can put a poll in Spotify. Okay, cool. So for all the listeners, make sure you check out the poll and the question of this episode. I'm going to put something fun in for this one as well where you yeah. can answer it. But this, the, the, the assignment that we're going to have for today um, that you guys can send us either in the YouTube comments or through info at unlimitedpotentialprogram.com. Yeah. And and just mail it there. It's it's fun. We like it. If we get enough, Again, if we get a lot, we can dedicate an entire episode to, uh, to looking at some responses. Um, but... I think a good assignment for today was to make your own, to debunk your own ESA, yeah, whether exactly. it be uh, exactly. a personal situation or a um, work situation. Yeah, you can just like ESA, remember, empathy equals ESA. ESA. So dive into the emotion with the person. So not lose yourself in the emotion, but just work with the emotion. Feel the emotion without becoming the emotion. That's step one. 
Second, show to the other person what you have felt so that, you, that the other person recognizes that you have seen what's going on there. That's the second step. Third step, talk about, okay, this is, um, this is what we've seen. This is what your emotion is. How together, how can we solve this? How can we work on this? And that's the A of action. Yeah, so there we have the ESA. Try to find a situation in the past, maybe, or maybe something you're currently in. Get that situation. Try to rethink how you would tackle that situation. Now you using ESA, emotion, uh, emotion, um, showing, showing, an action, an action. Yes. emotion, showing action. And with, again, emotion, describe how you would do that, how you would recognize and, uh, and, and, um, uh, feel with the the emotion of the other person without like getting yourself too much involved. Uh, describe a little bit of how you would show that person that you really understood it. Um, obviously, try to do it in a way that it fits that person. So yes. make it specific. Try to think of how that person would get that you understand them. Yes. And then you describe how together with that person you're going to work towards um, a, a proper solution or an action or what they can do to fix this uh, this pro uh, this problem that they're having. Yes, and this is the definition of empathy. So it's it's much more than just uh, offering a shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Okay? That I I hope I hope we we establish that in this podcast. So it's 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 not just a shoulder. It's more than that. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all en enjoyed this episode. Make sure again that you let us know what you thought about it. Uh, uh, give us give us a good rating on Spotify and everything. That would Please. be appreciated. Um, and answer the questions. I, that's, that's the most important thing. We just love to see answers from everybody. Um, so we would like to get more and more answers and just see what you guys think and maybe tackle them in the next episode. Um, make sure you follow us on all social media. We also put a lot of nice, fun clips on our TikTok, Instagram. Um, we're going to use our Twitter more soon, so you can follow us there as well if you want, which is um, for the English uh, um, Unlimited Potential program. It's up UP program, up program, underscore int from international INT. Yes. Uh, on all platforms, it's the same. You can find us everywhere like that. On YouTube, you can just uh, search for a limited potential program. You'll find us there. Yeah. So thank you all. Next week, we will be back with a Dutch podcast. And the yes. week after that, we will be um, uh, having a new subject. Yes. If you have a suggestion, let us know. And then uh, it only leaves us to say one more thing. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. <laughs>